Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conservative Daily Podcast. Today we've got Max McGuire and Rob Lawman Richardson. And now back to the Conservative Daily Podcast. That was that was not Josh. Everyone who's shocked at that, Josh is out sick. Evan, Mr. Producer Evan, is filling in for Josh today. Thank you, Evan. Yeah, um, I, keep, I keep trying to make it a little bit better uh, each time. I know, I know. I just, I, I, I hear Josh during the, uh, the interlude, like little join our, fa- join our email newsletter ad, and then I always expect to hear him. Um, <laughs> My voice, that. unfortunately, is not as deep and alluring as his. I know, I know, I know, but it's Josh, okay. Josh it's, definitely has a radio a, voice. He does. He also has a face for radio as well. Um, but that's a completely <laughs> different matter. That's a completely different matter. <laughs> So, uh, in case you were missing it, missed it earlier, we were talking with Joe, uh, Mr. Brewster. If you can text Joe, see if he is able to call back in again, give us some more updates. We were uh, actually able to talk a little bit towards the end as they went towards the cell tower, and he was showing us the ranch. Joe is on the ranch. I believe the plan is for me to go to the ranch tomorrow. Um, I think that is the plan. Joe mentioned plane tickets. Um, was that for you, Rob, or was that for him to leave? I think it was for him to leave. Because um, oh, he cause he drove there, so I, yeah, I don't I know how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, I think he's leaving his wife there to drive home by herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would not fly with my wife. <laughs> I, I think I, nope. I, I, I wouldn't be alive long if I tried to pull that. Um, so we were talking with Joe earlier. And they mentioned that an illegal alien was actually apprehended on the ranch today. So if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, we had to reset the clock. Reset the clock. It has been zero days since an illegal alien was arrested on the 1776 Patriot Ranch. And it'd be fun if when we buy it and when we have it to have a website like this with this kind of counter just going. And uh, every time one's apprehended, we just reset the clock. I think you'd be surprised at how often it sits at zero. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and get in touch with Joe, see if he can, uh, he can chime in. Josh, were you, uh, sorry, Evan, were you able to get in touch with Joe? So I reached out to him, still waiting for him to respond. Okay. So, um, as we're waiting, I wanted to actually give a little bit of good news. Um, so we, we've been, I've, I've been interested in covering the wokeness of the Olympics, right? Of the Olympics and and how the people who are woke are going broke. They're losing. Um, lots of people don't in the comment section. They don't want to talk about the Olympics. They don't want to watch any of it. They said they're done. They're not interested at all. But I want to play a quick video as we're waiting for Joe to respond. This woman's name is Tamira Mensa Stock, and she won gold medal. She won a gold medal for women's wrestling. And I want to show you that not all the athletes at the Olympics are woke not all the athletes at the olympics hate america a lot of them are really proud to be there and they understand they understand what it means to drape that american flag around them so yeah john saying boo olympics boo olympics i want to play this clip and i think you're gonna have a different tune not about the olympics in general just about me wanting to play this clip so again this woman's name is tamira mensa stock celebrating after her gold medal victory in women's wrestling let's play cut number one Like, I just leave it in his hands and I pray that 
that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coach has put me through pays off. And every single time it does. And I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm I'm excited to see what what I have next. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulder looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it. And I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold. And we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. So just wanted to play that just to show you that for all the wokeness that gets the media attention, um, there are some pretty wholesome moments to be had watching it. And uh, there's still plenty of athletes who are proud to wear the Stars and Stripes, proud to compete on behalf of the United States and understand what it means to do so. She's awesome. She really is, isn't she? Um, I yeah. think she's great. And I, I, I've never seen it before. Um, her, her dad was an African, African immigrant, and he died when she was in high school. So there was another clip. We didn't, didn't want to play it, but um, she's crying because she started wrestling when she was in high school, and her dad passed away. And um, I, I thought that that was a great – I mean, for all of the kneeling that we see, all of the woke transgender nonsense, um, that is definitely one of the more wholesome moments from Team USA. So as we see more of those, we will play them. Um, that is for sure. So we're trying to get in touch with Joe. Um, I'm going to text him back, text him again, tell him he can call back in. Um, we want to get some more, some more shots of the ranch. Again, if you want to join and buy a share of the ranch, not many opportunities to own a, a piece of the border region. And we've sold about half of the shares. As we're waiting for Joe, why don't we go back to my screen, Mr. Producer, and we'll look through some of these other pictures from the ranch property. Um, so they've got a windmill that looks like it's for um, a, a water well. That would be what my guess. Um, <laughs> more shots of the river. More shots of the river. You see some livestock. Um, that's, that's the pond that Joe's dogs were hunting for bundles of cocaine. <laughs> Some nice old trees. I like I like these these old kind of Texas trees. I, 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 it's beautiful, beautiful. And now here's the interior, right? I mean, it, it's for for a little a little sh not shack, but a little bungalow on the border. I mean, this is this might as well be heaven compared to compared to the 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 wasteland that usually is the the southern Texas. Nice little double beds. No, this is very pretty. Very pretty. Um, more shots of the tiny. river. Those beds are tiny. We're, we're, that's going to be uh, Gammy, you'll be here, and we'll put producer Josh here. That's how we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so more shots of the river. Nice little, nice little breakfast bar. Eat some breakfast. Some cactus, some cacti. And then this is one of the other buildings where there's kind of an outdoor... Um, recreational area. There's bathrooms or cactus. Here's some of the wild wildlife because it is, as we mentioned earlier, it is a um, a profitable ranch. They do have hunting, uh, exotic hunting. We've said it before. We are going to look into helicopter machine gun hog hunting. 
we might have to let some more hogs on the property to do that. But it uh, that is the only place in Texas you can hunt machine hunt hogs from a helicopter with a machine gun, and you don't need a single permit. The way the good Lord intended, a little outside fire pit, some outbuildings. Those are the cabins. Those look like are those outhouses. I don't even know. That's that would be my cabins. guess. Yeah, tiny cabins. Some horses. You bring horses onto the property. Um, a little grill. We'll be grilling up. Illinois actually exotic dancing. No exotic hunting. Uh, more shots of the interior. No, this is this is the perfect kind of perfect kind of retreat. Perfect place to have a conservative retreat. That is absolutely for sure. We can take that down. Um, so I, I hope we can get Joe to call back in. Um, I really do. Mr. Producer, if you can call him, see if you can call him, if you can get cell service. Because right, um, otherwise. Um, so Gail says the link to buy a share doesn't seem to be working. Purchase a unit. Hmm. No, it should be. It should take you to this. I'll post the, I'll post the the actual link after you hit purchase. It should it should take you to that. Um, so yeah, so beautiful beautiful country. Um, and as I said, I think I'm supposed to be there tomorrow. I didn't know Joe was going home tomorrow. I thought he was going to be here for a little bit longer. Um, I'm gonna try and convince him to stay a little longer. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> It is. I, I'm excited to get down there, kick the tires a bit, and, and and see it. Rob, you obviously we were talking earlier. You had problems with your flight. Um, when do you think you'd be able to get down here? Um. Well, Max, I'm retired, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're whatever. Give me enough. Give me enough head. Yeah, give me enough yeah. time, and I can uh, I can do anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to for sure. I mean, I think this is like two hours from me. So that's like, okay. that's remarkably, remarkably close. So obviously we're, we're running a fax blast today. Fax blast to fight back against the border crisis. We've been talking about that the last hour because <clears throat> it is a full blown crisis. And as we mentioned, uh, a lot of the pushes to retake control of the border to end catch and release to reinstate remain in mexico all those things they're being led by a congressman named chip roy congressman from texas and i wanted to play a bit of his floor speech from the other day talking about the border crisis so let's let's play this clip and hopefully joe can call in in the meantime let's play cut number five i've got a text here from a sheriff in a small texas town saying we're passing an emergency declaration tonight at city council that no illegal immigrants can be released in the city of Uvalde per the CDC guidelines of countries on their list without a negative COVID test. And we have had our health authority write orders that give us the authority to have them government, border patrol, and immigrants quarantine for 10 to 14 days. We have a crisis at our border and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks in the people's house 
While we've got thousands of people pouring across our border and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it, heavily infected with COVID. We have the New York Times, okay, today. What a mess. CDC about to reverse on indoor masking for the vaccinated, quote unquote. This is some serious nanny state stuff that will only breed resentment. No kidding. Consider resentment being magnified right here in the floor of the House of Representatives. We are absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people. Nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. I just met this morning with an organization that tries to take care of people from human trafficking. Met with an elected official from Mexico. While cartels are raping and pillaging and killing. And we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas. And you all put masks Masks up front here, here on the people's house. We got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about nat natural immunity. Have you been infected with a virus? Do you have immunity? Or are they just going to go around poking people, saying you must take a vaccine? Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham. And we it's trying to like this guy more and more. And listen, that's what, it, that's what it looks like when you know, I mean, his entire district is up in arms about this, this border crisis, right? He has nothing to lose. He knows that he is acting on behalf of his constituents. That's what it looks when you have an impassioned representative who knows that they have the complete support of their of their base, right? Of, of their voter their their voters because ultimately these people are political creatures. They care about their reelection. And most often you don't see that kind of uh, ferocity because they don't want to ruffle feathers back home. But with the border crisis in his district there's there's the the feathers are already ruffled right and they're not being yeah, ruffled by him. him yep yeah yeah him. and and that's the other thing is he your, you is you were no he's not unfortunately i have a democrat oh okay i have a democrat oh. i have a democrat the Sorry. good news is the democrat has been winning by smaller and smaller margins over the past three terms so hopefully the next time is is the one that's going to take him out so you retired this year from law enforcement. So you experienced law enforcement during COVID. So you had to wear the mask. You had to deal with all of that, deal with, deal with the social distancing and everything. I can't understand. Actually, I was going to say, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Um, I actually had Achilles tendon surgery in February oh. of last year. Oh, so you lucked out. I drove a... <laughs> I drove a desk for about six months through COVID, so I never really, uh, never really had experience oh. with all that. Oh, so you, you're you're a ride a desk. Well, I'm sorry you had that surgery, but I'm glad you weren't out went during all of the craziness. But you know what right. was going through the department with with the craziness of officers having to wear masks, trying to figure out how do you detain someone in the back of a squad car when you're just going to be breathing their air. Lots of questions that at the time we didn't have answers to and they're very scary. What I'm shocked yep. at 
is that no one in the Biden administration seems to even care about the fact that people are crossing the border, they are COVID positive, and they are just being dropped off in cities and towns. No questions asked, dropped off. And instead of being treated by the federal government, they're being dropped off in cities and towns and then referred to, to clinics, referred to hospitals. They're not even being dropped off at the hospitals. They're just being dropped off and say, hey, here's the business card at the hospital if you want to go get checked out. And the government knows that they're COVID positive. So I, I agree right. with Chip Roy. I don't understand the hypocrisy of cracking down on Americans, cracking down on Congress while letting all of these, if we're being completely honest, third world unvetted migrants into the country who we know many of them are COVID positive. It's just, it's the ultimate hypocrisy. I, I'd love to get your take on it as, uh, as former law enforcement. It is. It's absolutely a hypocrisy. Um, I mean, from from my standpoint, my agency that I was working for during the you know when COVID first started, um, we had to we had to assign people to these COVID task forces to go around to businesses and make sure that they were complying with the mask mandates and everything else. I mean, it, it took up so many so much uh, of our uh, uh, people to do that, there was, you know, everything was stretched in at that time. Um, I can't even imagine what some of these towns and cities are going through right now, dealing with all this influx of all these uh, people coming in. It's just, uh, you can't, yeah. can't, can't do it. So Janice just wrote in the, in the comment section, Max is shocked, LOL. I am genuinely surprised. And yet a little shocked that the administration that from day one said we are going to be hardliners on COVID-19, that we are going to make everyone wear a mask, everyone should get vaccinated, we're going to go hardline on vaccines. I am a little shocked, yes, that they have just completely ignored the southern border. I, I, I am more than a little shocked. And now they're just now starting to talk about, oh, well, we're going to give them vaccines. Well, that's interesting development. I'd love for them to explain to the American taxpayer why the American taxpayer bought all those vaccines just to give them to illegal aliens. I mean, <laughs> that tends to not be the, the calculus when the IRS demands that you pay your taxes. Pay your taxes so we can vaccinate migrants who just crossed our border five minutes ago. It, I am, I'm a little shocked. I'm not, I'm not completely surprised. Like, obviously, I understand that they're completely complete and total hypocrites, but I expected them to maintain the COVID nonsense inside the detention facilities. We covered this at the time where they replaced the, the steel cages with those plastic sheets, almost like, almost like a, what would it be like, like a, uh, like a, a shower curtain, like a big bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the bubble in ET where they take over the house, the yeah. scientists, they replaced the cages with the 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 uh the shower curtains the plastic shower curtains so they were they were put at least putting it out there oh we care about COVID nineteen we are keeping the facilities at a certain percentage they I think they were like fifty percent fifty percent occupancy for COVID all of a sudden they get overrun and it all goes out the window so I yeah I'm a little surprised that they abandoned it that quickly I really really am Joe says he's trying to get service. He's trying to get service right now, um, and then he'll call back in. We have a couple clips that we can play in the meantime while we're waiting for him. Um, 
This is a clip from Dan Bongino. He 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 has he has a way of doing this. He stuns a liberal into si silence on this very issue. Let's go to this clip. Let's go to cut number six. I trust the so government. Should we, okay, okay, so you're trusting. All right, thank you. So you just acknowledged that Biden was correct. You trust him and that the Canadian border is closed. Should we close the southern border then as well? Uh, well, uh, look, I think you don't understand. Let me say, let me say it again. The CD, the oh, Joe Biden is going to work there. with the no, CDC no, that's a simple to do question. The... No, no, hold on. Time out. Jose, time out. It's just a simple question. You just said you agree with the closure of the northern border because of the science. So do you agree with a closure on the southern border as well? It's a simple yes or no. We don't need a filibuster. Simple, uh, it's a simple question. I'm... I get it. I get it. And I'm going to tell you this again. If if the CDC, whatever the CDC is saying, Joe Biden is going to listen to the <laughs> science, answer. Dan. You're not you the doctor. Answer. This is amazing. You're not the doctor. Every that's stuff what you don't understand. Uh, every week I try this. I try to get a straight answer out of Democrats. I can't do it. All right, Jose, thanks a lot. Nice try. Really. Very simple question. Wow. If you agree yeah. with the decision to close the northern border, would you also agree with the policy to close the southern border? And he gets all flustered. And I'll say it right here, the reason he got flustered, the reason you do not see universal policy on both borders is because on the Canadian side, there are a bunch of white people, and on the Mexican side, there are a bunch of brown people. That is, that is the crux of the Democrats' policy. You cannot close the Mexican border to illegal aliens. That would be racist. That would be that would be a uh, <laughs> I almost said massages. I guess it would be massages because there's women in there. Um, that would be that would be terrible. You'd be a bigot. Xenophobic. It'd be xenophobic. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I was I was one. I get mixed up with the icks and the isms and the is sometimes. It'd be xenophobic. It'd be racist. It'd be uh, it'd be terrible. You'd be a bigoted person. Northern border would close that down. So if a Canadian hops over the border illegally they get deported. If anyone from another nation hops over the bo Canadian border illegally, they get immediately returned. The Mexican border is this land where COVID-19 doesn't exist anymore. It just doesn't exist. Oh. And and it's a, it's a special land where the minute someone puts one pinky toe on U.S. soil, they're entitled to everything. Everything. It, it, it truly is remarkable. Not another country on earth will give you as much as the United States gives someone simply for stepping foot on American soil. And at taxpayers' expense, that's absolutely right. So I, I, I wanted to play that clip of Bongino because it, it really is, it really is interesting. As we prepare for Joe, we're going to take another break for Olympics. Oh no, Max, don't play the Olympics. Don't play the Olympics. This is a good one. This is a good one. We have a question and answer period from the women's weightlifters, as we covered, that's the that's the the event where transgender athlete Laurel Hubbard, so brave, so so pure, so just, she lost in spectacular fashion. A journalist went to ask them what they thought of that, and bronze medal Sarah Robles, an American bronze medal winner, she had an amazing response. So I want to play this clip. This is not one of those bad Olympics. This is this is good Olympic footage. You're gonna like this, Mr. Bruce. Let's play that clip I just sent you. It's Kevin Farley from the International Weightlifting Federation. This is for Emily. Uh, you went to the United States earlier this year and you trained side by side with Sarah in Utah. What was that experience like uh, then and now when you are competing on the same Olympic stage? 
um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I was really honoured to be invited out to the States to train with the guys and especially Sarah, you know, we, we get on really well. Um, we're very like-minded people um, and it was just really, you know, inspiring so that's to the question and um, to get each other for the British the athletes. And, you know, I'm absolutely thrilled that I managed to share a podium with her because she's, uh, she's a real sweetheart. That's the question for the British athlete. With Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a uh, in a uh, individual event, and I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that, and what you felt that that it took place in in your sport. Here it comes. Wait for it. Here it comes. Oh, got to turn on the mic. No, thank you. Leave it at that. Do you have any comment? Do you have any comment on the stunning, stunningly brave transgender athlete? Who, who broke glass ceilings, made milestones by competing in the Olympics for the first time as a transgender athlete. Takes a sip of water, puts it down, puts the mask back on, leans in. No, thank you. Perfect answer. Perfect answer from American bronze medal winner. I want to get the name right. Sarah Robles. Perfect, perfect answer. What do you think of that, Rob? That's great. It's awesome. <laughs> It really, it really, really is. Um, so I'm, I'm texting back and forth with Joe. He's like, "We're ready. We're, we're, he's trying. He's trying." I don't, I don't know, Miss Rooster. Have you, have you gotten in touch with him at all? Uh, he has not texted me back, and I'm watching the, the, the call-in feed, and he's not, he's not coming up on the feed. Is he attempting to call the studio? Because I'm not getting any phone calls either. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, so I'm while we're waiting, I just, I just sent you a Twitter video. Um, if you can, if you if you can set that up, that would be great. We can play that. Ron DeSantis just just had choice words for for I almost said Barack Obama, Joe Biden about COVID. What Joe Biden's blame? Joe Biden's blaming Florida for COVID. I mean, they do this. They do this every time. They, they blame Florida because the cases are up, even though the deaths aren't spiking. That's what they do. They blame Florida. They blame Texas when it's their states that end up killing people's grandparents by putting COVID nineteen inside of nursing homes. Well, Ron DeSantis had a great moment just now where he, he shot back at Joe Biden. He shot back at Joe Biden and he told him essentially that he doesn't want to hear anything about COVID until Joe Biden starts caring about the U.S.-Mexico border and the border crisis. Ms. Brewster, can we play that video? The, the Twitter video? Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to zoom in real quick. I'm going to full screen. That's in. fine. All right, I'm ready when you are. All right, let's play. This is this is DeSantis taking Joe Biden to task. Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you. That's a mic drop moment responding to a question from a reporter. What he thinks about Joe Biden criticizing Florida for how they're handling COVID. Literally, <laughs> I want to play it again. Play it again. I want to pay attention to the guy in the background. I just noticed it. This guy is probably, he's having way too much fun. Play that one more time. Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to watch the guy in the way back. About COVID from you. Thank you. Watch the guy in the way back. <laughs> he's excited. He's excited. He's excited. <laughs> he comes in for the hug. Like, uh, calm down. It was a good moment. 
<laughs> no, he's excited. DeSantis that was is awesome. He is. He is. I, I think it's going to be. <clears throat> I I hope it doesn't become Trump versus DeSantis, because you had in oh, 2016 so you had the you had the Trump Cruz alliance early on where they weren't going to badmouth each other. Eventually, Cruz realized right. that he had to go after Trump if he had any chance of, of winning the nomination. So it got very awkward. Um, I genuinely hope that it doesn't come down to them bad mouthing each other because they both have so many pluses. Um, <laughs> I'd love for them to be on the same ticket, frankly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't run against each other. Yeah, well, that, that's your governor. Your governor is yep. is doing good things. My governor talks the talk, but seldom walks the walk. As we covered on the podcast, he signed an executive order ordering state police to pull over any bus, any van suspected of carrying migrants. And the the authority that he derived that from was the same authority that New York used to have stops on the bridges, right? If, if you remember, New York was stopping cars coming into New York City and verifying whether people had COVID in them. And the authorities that the, that the state government used was they had the right to regulate who comes in and out of their borders during a health emergency. Well, <laughs> Governor Abbott tried to do the same thing, but he said, you know what? We know that, they're, that a vector for transmission is the illegal border crossers. Let's make sure that they're not just being brought around Texas by non-governmental vehicles, like not just being put on Greyhounds. So he signed this executive order, but it never actually got enforced. To my knowledge, they didn't pull over a single bus, a single van, nothing. And just yesterday, a federal judge has stepped in before it was ever enforced and said they're not allowed to enforce it. Not allowed to enforce it. That would be a violation. Um, so it's temporarily enjoined. We have a video of, of Abbott discussing that that judge's order. Let's play cut number four. So as it concerns putting migrants on buses that have COVID-19 and then moving them around certain areas in South Texas, I issued an executive order to put a stop to that movement. Just moments ago, uh, a federal court issued a stay on my executive order, a, a temporary restraining order, uh, because the Biden administration filed a lawsuit against it. We will have a full hearing uh, in the coming weeks where we will get to put on the evidence about how the Biden administration is exposing Texans uh, to thousands of migrants who are bringing COVID-19 into the United States of America. And I hope and believe that upon a full hearing of this matter, we will be able to, to present the evidence that what I am doing is the thing that governors are empowered to do, and that is to keep the people of their state safe, while at the same time holding the Biden administration accountable to follow the laws, the immigration laws, passed by the United States Congress. Listen, this is the same governor who said as soon as the, the fleabagger Democrats came back from Washington, D.C., they'd be immediately arrested. And two came back, waltzed right into the Capitol building, and nothing happened to them. So listen, I, I like the talk. Nope. I, I appreciate the talk. And DeSantis can talk a good game, too. The difference is DeSantis backs it up. He takes the CDC to court over the rules over, for example, cruise ships. Right, he's he's actually winning fights. Governor Abbott seems to want to use his pen, use his phone, but not actually get down in the weeds to do the hard work. So I don't know. I'm I'm I, Illinois. Zach says I don't trust Abbott. I don't either. I don't either, and I I want to because he always has a good soundbite. The problem is 
very seldomly it's all does it he actually yeah that's all it is good yeah, no, you're spoiled you're you're spoiled in florida that's for sure i wish i wish sometimes i lived in florida um i mean sometimes here in san antonio it feels like i'm in orlando with how humid it is <laughs> but i i often do wish that i was in florida so i just told joe call in he said ready miss brewster do we have him calling in here we go. Ah, there he is. And he's back. Lower my res lower my resolution if you would, just to make sure I can speak in it. Alright, checking right now. So, Joe, you're off you're off the ranch. I am. I I see I just I think I just saw a Wendy's, so you are off the ranch for sure. <laughs> I uh, am absolutely Joe, when off you, the when, ranch. When when you check your text, the video goes out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, sorry about so, that. So, so what I was did you see? To send you videos of the axis here. Yeah. What else so did I you see after we after we let you off? Um, I didn't see any illegals, so that's good. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw some axis deer. Uh, mm -hmm. There's about three or four of them that were on the uh, on the deal and. And uh, I got to take a perimeter of the entire property, and it's pretty impressive. It's got a lot of vegetation on it, a lot of vegetation. Well, yeah, for sure. Any the comment section wants to know: Do you see any spiders? Lots of arachnophobic any people what? in the comment section. Any spiders? But spiders, I did not. But I'm just as uh, not liking spiders as they are. Yeah. And no snakes, well, we no, no nothing else. Burn the whole property down. Yeah. <laughs> any other snakes? Any other creepy crawlies? Nope. Nope. None. I mean, you are in South Texas, so they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just oh, yeah, they're definitely there. They knew that I didn't. Oh, yeah. Your, your dogs probably ate them already. Yeah, but there was lots of lizards, too. I mean, if anybody likes lizards, they're... Go ahead. Sorry, Rob. I was going to say, did you find a good spot to uh, set up a shooting range? A spot to what? Sorry. Pew, set pew, shooting, shooting range. range. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's one right down by the river. We have a great place. We'd probably get 250 yards out of it. That, uh, that'll that's, work. That's, yeah, that'll, that'll definitely work. Um, so you're in, you're in town right now and it, it's, it's kind of amazing yep. and it, it shows why this ranch, though it is not exactly on the border, why so many migrants stop in it. It really is very close to the nearest city. Was it Uvalde, uh, the nearest actual population center? They can stop there. They can yep. fill their canteens. They can rest under the trees a bit before actually moving in under the cover of night into the city. Um, what's that like going from the ranch just into, into regular society again? I mean, it, it, it is, it literally looks like just any other American city. Um, but you're, you, you do see people walking down the street and it's, but I will tell you something about the city that I thought was interesting. And that is, it's well-kept. My wife just said it too. It's, it's well-kept. There's not, there's no trash on the street. 
um, you know, the, everything's taken care of. It's, it's, it's nice to see, actually. Well, that, 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 that is nice. I mean, here, uh, we've noticed a lot more people walking on the side of the road, um, which it, ha it happens. And listen, some people just need to walk wherever they're going to go. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there are a lot, we've seen a lot more people who would fit the bill of a border crosser walking, going, just standing outside of, of bus stations. I mean, we're, we're experiencing it. We're seeing it. We're getting hit here. And well, it's not... And right, right when we, yeah, right when we came out of the ranch, literally right when we came out of the ranch, you take a left onto 35 and you have to go through a, what's that? 90. I'm sorry, 90. Right when you come out, you have to uh, border crossing. They just ask you a couple questions and smiles yeah. at you and says, have a nice day. So, so you didn't give them a hard time? You didn't be like, am I being detained? Am I free to go? You just <laughs> answered the questions? No, he's just nice to them. They're nice people. I mean, he was a really nice guy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting that they actually have one of those checkpoints. Lots of people don't know Border Patrol doesn't have to just have checkpoints on the border. They're actually allowed to have checkpoints up to four, up to 50 miles inland from the border. And it's kind of created a constitutional gray area because most Americans live within 50 miles of the border. When you think about the East Coast, you think about the West Coast, um, it's it's the majority of Americans. Um, but in, in that kind of the Supreme Court has set that aside as this as this no man's land where Border Patrol can stop you and demand papers. Uh, so lots of people over the years have given them a hard time about it, saying I'm I'm in America. I never crossed a border. But uh, given what's going on at the border now, it's probably a, better to have them there than not. That's for sure. Yeah, look, there's a cop, cop right there. Sorry. Sorry Tell my <laughs> wife there's a police officer. <laughs> well, what are you going to say before you, before you yell 5 out? All right. Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go because it's breaking up pretty bad over here. I just want to tell yeah. everyone hello. Obviously, uh, I'll upload some videos and let you guys see the videos of the property. I took a video of each one of the cabins. Um, yeah, I think this is just going to be a lot of fun. I was like a kid in a candy store running through it. And if you're an avid hunter, this is definitely for you. And, and did I hear you correctly before I go? Are you flying back to Denver today? I can't hear you. What was that? Oh, um, you mentioned earlier flights. Are you? Am I going to see you while you're here? Or are you flying back to Denver today? I'm flying back to Denver tomorrow morning. But uh, gotcha. yeah, I'll talk to you about that uh, later on. Okay. All right, that works. Well, we'll drive safely. Um, don't hit any migrants. <laughs> and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll see you later. All right, take care. Good to see you, Rob. Good to see you too, Joe. So what Joe's cell phone connection just illustrated is even when you are in uh, a more suburban area, like that city he's in, um, you don't you always have great cell service. And I'll tell you, when you get out in the middle of nowhere and an emergency strikes, you might not actually be able to get an ambulance to you. Lots of people take it for granted being able to get an ambulance at your door at a moment's notice. Yeah, most people, as I mentioned, live within... Yeah, 
Yeah, you can get a helicopter. Most people live within 50 miles of the border and they take it for granted. But once you get out of those urban environments, really uh, suburban environments, getting a fast ambulance to your door, not always a guarantee. That's why we're proud to be sponsored by Air Med Care Network, sponsor of the show. The premier insurance plan that will cover you and your entire household should you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't always think about that, but you'd be surprised at how often people need to be airlifted to a hospital, even in suburban areas, right? People get in a car crash, there's a pileup on the highway, and the only way to get them out is by helicopter because obviously the highways are clogged. So you'd be surprised also by how expensive it is. Anyone who's ever been taken to a hospital by ambulance, you know your insurance won't cover it. Well, it only gets more expensive when you're being taken there by a helicopter. But if you sign up with Air Med Care Network, for just $85, you'll get coverage for one year for your entire household. It works out to be less if you're a senior citizen, and it works out to be less if you buy five or, or three or five years at a time. And when you use the, the promo code daily and the link in our description, airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you si sign up for. And I did check before we went to air, Air Medicare Network does cover the 1776 Patriot Ranch. So that is not too far out in the boonies to get helicopter coverage. So again, go to the link in our description, airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So Joe is, is quick trip in and out to see the ranch. As we mentioned earlier, about half of the spots, half of the shares are sold or accounted for. Um, it's probably going to go much quicker now. Um, usually when Joe gets on the ground and starts actually kicking tires, it usually tends to get <laughs> to speed up from that point. So if you want to get in on this and own a little piece of the border through the cooperative, I, I almost said commune earlier. It's not a commune. It's a cooperative. You can go to 1776patriotranch.com and buy a share. We also have um, the Give, Send, Go. If you go to givesendgo.com and search 1776 Patriot Ranch, you can find that there. If you, if you don't want to buy an entire share, you can donate. And uh, and yes, people who donate will have access to the ranch. Um, you might not have as much access as someone who buys a share, but we're not going to lock the gate on you if you want to come visit. So make sure you get in on that. I think, I, I think I'm going tomorrow. Um, apparently, I'm going alone. I thought I was going with Joe, but now he's going back to Denver. So I'm going alone. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, any, anything in the news, Rob, that, that's been, that's been kind of pissing you off that you, you've gotten angry about other uh, than the border? I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about angry. Um, what, one thing I did want to bring up though, here's an idea. We need to build a cell tower on the ranch and then mm -hmm. lease it back to the cell phone companies and make some money. There off you go. It. There you go. We'll get some line of sight. Perfect. We'll have great cell service. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good idea. Uh, that, that's a very good idea. Get some line of sight coverage. We're going to have to get something. Um, can't, can't conduct business. Can't do a podcast. We have to be able to do a podcast there. Um, so we're going to have to get something, something worked out with line of sight internet, um, which isn't all that expensive. It, it's, it's doable, but uh, satellite internet probably isn't going to cover it. I've been looking yeah. around and I've been shocked and I don't have an answer for it. And anyone who has an answer for it, feel free to let me know. This is where my brain goes into the conspiracy part of it. Four 
of the police officers who were involved in the Capitol Hill insurrection, not involved as the insurrectionists, but responding to it, four of them now have committed suicide. That Allegedly. seems like a... Sh that's the official report. That's where it becomes the the conspiracy mind, right? The And when I do this, this is my, this is my tinfoil hat. Anyone watching? Because I always do it. Tinfoil hat. Um, I have no idea what's going on. I know that obviously yeah. suicide is is an important is an important topic. Um, people suffering from legitimate mental health issues. Mental health is real health, right? It, it's been stigmatized for a long time. But if if you're not healthy in your mind, you're not going to be healthy in your body. And and we really should, as a country, do a better job of treating people um, with mental illness or or other mental problems, even if they're not permanent, even just temporary um, issues. So mental health is real. Suicide is real. It just seems remarkable, Rob. And I, I'll get your impression as a, as a law enforcement officer. It just seems strange to see this many suicides this quickly. Have yeah. you ever encountered anything yeah. like that? No, no. The, the odds of four uh, officers that were actually on duty at the Capitol on that day is that committed suicide is astronomical. Um, yeah, we you don't see that. You just don't see that. So I can see how the conspiracy theory uh, way of looking at that could be can be pretty big. Yeah. And and listen, we we've we've heard we've seen stories of 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 cops um, who have who have taken their own life tragically, like a police officer who responds to to a call opens fire on a suspect thinking that he's armed and ends up being a kid with a, with a water pistol, right? We've all heard stories of cops who, who legally were in the right, but it's still heartbreaking to do something like that. And yes, there are police officers right. who, who can't handle, I mean, I, I can't even fathom the, the idea of, of accidentally killing a kid. So there, there are obviously there are police officers who have serious um, post-traumatic stress and serious, um, I don't know that they, they they can't get over what happened, and yes, there there are suicides, but for four of the cap of the police who responded to the Capitol insurrection to take their lives, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just no. doesn't make sense. It's no. too many coincidences. It's, like I said, the odds. Yeah, the odds are the odds are astronomical that that would actually happen. Um, and I don't know how many officers were on duty on. Uh, you know, on, on that day, but uh, still four, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Me Especially for someone... my opinion. Yeah, go ahead. My opinion. And I'm going to, I'm going to go down that conspiracy road theory All is, right. uh, go. you know, they were, they were probably going to speak up and, you know, maybe something yeah. happened. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they weren't going to, push the the narrative that other people wanted i mean that i hate having that mindset i hate thinking right that powerful entities could be murdering police officers because they aren't gonna stick to the narrative and call the protesters right. violent terrorists like i i don't want to i don't like that i don't even like thinking that's a possibility and and that's why no. i i no. part of me hates like the clinton the clinton body count that that's another thing. It's it's just it, it gets to be too many to ignore. 
There's just too many right. people who are connected to the Clintons or who are about to testify against the Clintons or about to testify against something that the Clintons have a stake in who just miraculously die. There was one a couple of years ago, a guy who was going to testify in some case that the Clintons were tangentially connected to, and he died, I kid you not, by dropping a dumbbell on his own head while weightlifting. Right. I, they, they, right. They're, they're not even creating good alibis, good stories, right? They're not no. even saying, oh, yeah, some, no. some thugs came in and beat him to death with the dumbbell. No, it's not, oh, he was, he was doing a, a, a shoulder press and he just, he died. He, he's dead now. Sorry. Right. Um, well, how about the Haitian president a few weeks back? Yeah. You know. I don't know I enough mean, about Haitian politics, but it, there's lots of people writing that he had something to do with vaccines. I don't, I don't follow Haitian politics enough. But it's not often you see the leaders of countries get assassinated. Like it doesn't happen a lot. Right. And and to see DEA informants. Yeah, wasn't there a rumor that uh, the Clinton Foundation stole a bunch of money from the Haitian government or from the people yeah. of Haiti? You know, a while back. Yeah, no, that wasn't know. just a rumor. They stole money. Um, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong, they were involved in some kind of trafficking, like like human trafficking, child trafficking, um, which lots of times charities get accused of child trafficking, and charities can actually have the best of intentions. But if they are moving kids to be adopted in another country, and they don't follow something completely to the letter, technically they are trafficking children. So I don't know where on the spectrum what the Clinton Foundation was doing. All I know is that they've been accused of trafficking kids, stealing money. Yeah, no, it, it's every everywhere people just miraculously die, die. Um, in, in, in powerful positions. There's just, you, you, you squint, and you look at the photo, and almost like a Where's Waldo, there's just Bill and Hillary hanging out in the background. It's very, very creepy. But I, I don't like this. Yes, I don't like is. having these thoughts that... <laughs> that police officers could be being killed because of something they would say under oath. It, it right, and that's no, why I almost me, I, I completely don't believe understand. It. Yeah, yeah, it is far fetched. Like, it is far fetched, but but that's why they call them conspiracy theories. Yeah, and listen, if I had a dollar for every conspiracy theory that got proven true over the last year. I mean, I'd have a few hundred dollars. I wouldn't be a rich man, but I'd have a few hundred dollars, right? I mean, like, like it is the uh, today's conspiracy theory is the truth nine months from now, six months from now, yeah, yeah, right. six to nine months from now, right? So I don't know. I, I don't crazy. know. I, I don't want it to be true that someone's murdering police officers. I, I don't want it to be true, and that might cloud my judgment, but it, it's certainly. You don't just have four officers commit suicide. I mean, you know, you retired. I, I, I presume you have a nice pension being in law enforcement that long. You deserve every penny of it, right? You Usually police officers, they're not the, the highest rollers, but they usually make a comfortable living. Um, usually make a comfortable living. It, it's, it's an honorable job that you can provide for your family and not have to worry too much about whether you're going to be able to put food on the table next month. And yes, after you put in the work, you, you'll get a nice pension. You'll be able to retire um, with dignity, travel, see the world, 
buy a share in a ranch. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you just you don't see too many people in those kind of circumstances take their own life, and th and that's why not usually no. Yeah, no. people. I mean, the, people. The other thing is, you know, there, there's rumors that you know law enforcement, the Capitol police were involved, and they let the protesters inside the Capitol and. You know, it was all planned out. Those are all, you know, some of the conspiracy theories that they're talking about. But if that's the case, okay, yeah, there was there was some problems between some of the protesters and some of the Capitol Police. They they got into it a little bit. But I can't, uh, from everything that I've seen, I haven't seen anything that would be so traumatic that would cause for these guys to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at all. Um, as we wrap up, it's, it's definitely, it, it's too crazy. It, this is not one of those conspiracy theories. I can just completely put aside. It's <laughs> this doesn't happen and we can't just say, Oh yeah, they committed suicide. Get back on with your day. It needs more questions. We, we need to question this a lot, a lot more. So as we wrap up some big news breaking just today, if we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, as we as we wrap up this episode of the podcast, if you remember Alexander Vindman, he was the uh, the one of the star witnesses in the impeachment trial against Donald Trump. He testified. He was asked under oath whether he was the whistleblower, the whistleblower that um, that kind of got the whole Trump Ukraine thing going, the first impeachment, not to be confused with the second sham impeachment. He testified under oath that he was not. The whistleblower raised his hand, put his other hand on the Bible, swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. Are you the whistleblower? He said, I am not. Well, in his memoir, he now admits that he was the whistleblower. Here from the Gateway Pundit, he lied. Vinman reveals in memoir that he was the whistleblower in Trump's Shannon impeachment after he testified under oath that he wasn't the whistleblower. This is another situation of cut and dry perjury, open and shut perjury. He said one thing and now is saying the other. If you or I did this, we would be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I bet you Absolutely. he is not going to be prosecuted. I'll bet you he will not spend I, one day in jail. I wouldn't take that bet. Oh, you, you, think he, you think he might go to jail? No, no, no. I wouldn't bet against, uh, I, I wouldn't bet against yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I doubt he'll serve a day. Um, no. I mean, the New York Times is running it right here. Alexander Vindman, the whistleblower in the first Trump impeachment, never expected to become a key figure in history's spotlight. And he had, he testified under oath that he wasn't the whistleblower. I mean. Amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. You can't. You can't. While Roger Stone gets his house raided by boat police in the middle of the night they even brought a police boat down the canal just in case he was going to doggy paddle away he gets his house raided because of statements he delivered to congress that could possibly potentially be construed as misleading this guy flat out lies nothing will happen to him nothing will happen to him unless unless no. republicans retake the house of representatives then i think you could see an actual criminal referral until then i don't think you're going to see one Rob, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast 
a little bit different format today. Um, going to give you the final word. What do you want to tell everyone as we wrap this up? Well, I actually had a thought when we were talking about uh, all the uh, illegal migrants coming across the border. I heard something that kind of stood out to me. Um, you said that there was over 200,000 uh, verified illegal crossings just in one month. To 210 last month. Yeah, just to put this in perspective, when we and the Allied forces invaded Normandy, we had less soldiers storming the beaches than what came across our border in one month. So if yep. that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good comparison. It's a good comparison. You think about all of the boys and the men who ran onto the beaches of Normandy and all, and, and after the initial battle, right, all the other soldiers that followed the first wave set up the landing base, right? Set up the communications. You did not have 200,000 people walk ashore at Normandy. You didn't, but you do have 200,000 people cross the Rio Grande and waltz right into the United States. It's a very good comparison. People saying they want Rob to be a regular. So, Rob, I hope you'll come back on. I hope we can get the flights worked Absolutely. out so you can come to Texas in the future, hopefully when Joe has more yes. than just a day here. Uh, but thank you so much for, for coming on, Rob. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Max. I appreciate it. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio edition. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, the advertisers don't care about DLive. They don't care about Twitch, Facebook, Conserve Daily. They don't care about CloudHub. They care about audio download. So even if you watch us live, please also download. Whether you listen or not, please also download so that we can prove the numbers to our advertisers like our good friends at Air Medcare Network. And if you have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, any Apple device, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a good five-star review. Whether, whether you have good things, bad things, mixed reviews, I don't care. Make sure it's five stars because anything less and we actually go down in rankings. We want to climb back up the Apple podcast leaderboards and we can't do that without your help. Check out all the links in the description. If you want to join the, the 1776 Patriot Ranch, you can do so by going to 1776patriotranch.com. Buy a share. Or if you don't have enough for a share, you don't want to buy a whole share, go to givesendgo.com, search 1776patriotranch, and you can donate to help us buy the ranch there. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Thank you for Rob, the lawman, for stopping by. Joe for chiming in when he could get service. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. 